Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This was one of those very shocking cases that left a whole lot of questions, certainly no answers and no justice for the family, which is why the family of uh, Stephanie Warner have launched a 16 16- million-dollar lawsuit against the University Health Network and five security guards that uh, were involved in Stephanie Warner's death but would have charges against them drop. And this is a really egregious case that uh, ended up getting buried in a lot of the COVID news and confusion. But just for background of what brought us to this point, uh, Stephanie uh, was a 43-year-old mom to five and in 2020 went into hospital for chronic obstructive pulmonary pulmonary disease. She also has a, had a bipolar disease. Now, video of what happened shows Stephanie in the hospital, sitting in the hallway, struggling to, struggling to breathe. She's got her mask down to her chin when you see her approached by uh, some security guards who know that she is in distress and needs treatment, uh, but start harassing her, asking, oh, why do you have your mask down? Why is your mask down? And we don't know what happened next because the cameras conveniently cut off for three minutes. And the next time we'd see Stephanie is when the guards are seen pushing her limp body in a wheelchair. The suit launched alleges that instead of getting Stephanie the medical attention she required, these security guards berated her, pushed her against the wall to the ground, and then restrained her in a position that put weight on her back. And uh, because of this force she went into cardiac arrest and ultimately died. That is the allegation not yet tested in court, but it certainly has been filed. Denise Warner-Smith is the sister of Stephanie Warner, and we spoke with Denise in January, and we welcome her today. Thank you so much, Denise, for joining us. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. You were determined um, last time we spoke in January that you were going to get justice for Stephanie, and then things got quiet, but you've managed to get probably one of the best legal teams in your corner, uh, Falconers, which, of course, if anyone knows the name, Julian Falconer, one of the bigwigs uh, in, in legal circles. Um, let's bring, what prompted this particular next chapter? I think that I have always been focused on accountability, firstly, and that I want to do everything that I can to ensure that this never happens to anybody else. Yeah. And Justice Dunphy, mm-hmm. um, you know, made the egregious decision to toss this case out on some uh, technical nonsense. Um, you know, but I think that it's been clearly established that this was um, a deadly use of force. And unfortunately, what I've learned is that systems are not going to hold themselves accountable. They just don't have that type of integrity. And you know, I tried to give UHN an opportunity to really uh, look internally and make some changes um, independently and autonomously, but that hasn't happened. So my hand was forced. And this is about making sure that this never, ever occurs to anybody again. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot left uh, to interpretation from the video because missing is this vital three-minute piece. And 
it'll come out in the courts as to why all of a sudden the camera is turned away or, or shut off. Where are those three minutes that would tell the whole story? Maybe we'll get that answer, maybe not. But certainly, there's no way we can know what happened to Stephanie without someone answering those questions. I mean, it was known she was in distress. It's known that she had this particular condition. Um, so the big question is, why did they have to be so aggressive? Have you ever, or anybody in your family, Denise, have you ever heard from the guards that were accused or or the hospital? Have they ever reached out? No, I have I have not heard from the guards. We've never uh, had any interaction um, you know, I my understanding is that uh, they are alleging that they felt that they were in imminent distress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they also uh, have indicated that um, they actually were caught in a in a cover up by UHM's own internal HR folks in, in post attack interviews where the two main guards were found to have been in cahoots to collaborate to cover up what they'd suggested uh, is that. Stephanie um, was punching and uh, one of the guards in the face and the stomach. And that was why the other guard had to apprehend her. And I think we all know by the video that that did not occur. So, you know, all of those, you know, collect all of those pieces of information. And I think there's a really strong inference here to be made that obviously this was a very unwell woman. She's in a hospital. She's in a hospital gown. And, um, you know, the suggestion that they were not qualified enough to know that she was unwell, which is what the defense positioned, um, is absolutely ludicrous. And what it ultimately says is if that's what we're okay with, um, these are officers of public safety. Mm-hmm. Is this is this what we um, what we're depending on in in health uh, hospital health care? That's pretty scary that that the bar is that low. Yeah. And I would suggest if not for the video that you do have and we're able to access, um, I'm not sure we'd be talking today because it's such a David versus Goliath fight um, that without kind of evidence to back you up, I'm not sure we'd be, we'd be even talking or anyone would be listening to you at all. But given, Denise, where we are now, you know, COVID's still a thing. No one's masking up. In the hindsight of all the kind of hysteria and what we went through on the other side, when you look at what happened to your sister, knowing her health issues, and it was obvious by looking at the video, she was in distress. So I think it'd even be hard for her to pack a punch to anyone. Having seen all this and knowing the state we're in now where it's in the rear mirror, and I think some think it's it's a very much over overreaction to everything. Um, what goes through your mind? You know, when I think about context, that's, yeah. that's yeah. the main thing that I think about is that we're not talking, um, like we're talking about a hospital, and they're not new to communicable diseases. You know, we did have SARS. And so as a result of SARS, there was a lot of um, emergency preparedness, to the best of my understanding. So that really matters. And so, uh, you know, when you're in a hospital, you are often exposed to communicable diseases. Certainly COVID was was new. It was was scary. Um, But, you know, there were actual procedures in place. So, you know, uh, if they felt that they were in that much distress, you know, there are different codes that they could have called, Mm -hmm. but they elected not to. Um, you know, there was definitely no effort to use and access all of the tools um, that might have been available to them. Now, was that because they weren't properly trained? Not sure. Is that because, you know, they effectively have, you know, qualified immunity? Sure, perhaps. I can't begin to speculate. But I think that the video clearly shows that a woman was in distress. And 
they were going to teach her a lesson for taking her mask down. And interestingly, if you slow down the video, which is difficult to see, but was in, in, the, in, in front of the court, as she stands up to try to escape this, um, you know, the, the intimidation by the security guards, she does actually pull her mask up over her nose just before yeah. they grasp her and smash her into the wall. Boy, oh boy, what and a... took her to the ground. Yeah, I mean, if, if the pandemic wasn't enough, your family certainly has been through so, so much as well as her kids. Um, I was just glad to see that next steps have been taken. Uh, you're in good hands with Falconers. And uh, Denise, we'll keep talking and certainly following along. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your care about this matter. I wish you well. Thank you. Thank we'll you. Keep... I appreciate it. Um, that's uh, Denise Warner-Smith. And, and we will talk again because, again, it comes down to accountability.